Scudder, my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, inception. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is um, October the 29th. Happy Halloween out there to everybody that celebrate. Um, Spooky time. Wherever that you listen to this at, make sure you subscribe. We're on the way to 200. Uh, giveaway at 200. Um, like, review, comment on the podcast, wherever you're doing that at. Um Sponsored by Real Deal Fantasy HQ, as of course, of always, fellas, how y'all doing, man? Hey, Kyler Murray only had ten points. That's wild. That's how I'm doing. Right, I definitely had Kyler Murray in a couple leagues. And, but and I, then the first play of the game, it was like, oh, he gonna get that all night. So I ain't worried about that touchdown call back. Let's go. Yeah, but it was just one of those weird games. Like he, I mean, he he missed a couple passes, but like. Connor scored twice, and Edmonds got his first uh, touchdown of the year. So every time he got to the goal line, like usually, Kyler Murray gets at least one of those, whether it's throwing or rushing, bro. He didn't get mm. any other any other goal line touchdowns, so uh, or red zone touchdowns. So that was the reason for his bad game, man. But you know, I ain't too worried about it. I called Thank that. You. I told y'all Aaron Rodgers was gonna pull it out. Yeah, he put. Hey, he that boy got he, the fact that there was even close. I mean, just even yeah. if he didn't pull it out, was would have been fucking great. To and see there was a lot of drop passes too. Exactly, they were and and they were playing. You could tell the game plan was to keep it away from Arizona. You know, what I mean, like uh, from the just, first drive, you can tell. Yeah, just 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 take the ball out there, bro. Just you know, or the air out the ball. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So because you know Arizona has a crazy efficient offense um they you know hopkins got hurt too he like he um re-injured the hamstring it seems so mm-hmm. that kind of slowed or seemed like it slowed arizona's offense down so first catch was a couple, you know, and, then, yards. and then of course you know they got bailed out by uh your boy aj green just literally <laughs> just literally, that what, was so crazy what was that bro like that was the craziest finish i've ever seen the fact I really that they want to hear his hear his press conference after that. Like he probably he, he said, "Hell no, nah, I ain't talking to nobody, talking bro." To nobody. <laughs> bro, you already know. You, you know he be on on social on social media, bro. He he see what he see what people are saying. Like, oh nah, my bro, god, bro! Because the fact that the Arizona they had to, all right, they had lucky that that call that touchdown Aaron Jones touchdown got overturned, and mm. then they had to stop them on the goal line, bro. They great defensive stop right there, bro. Drop. All the way up the field, bro. Get to the all the way to the one yard line, bro, or wherever they were at, bro. <laughs> the fact that AJ Green lost it like that, bro, is just that got to be a gut punch, bro. For your first I loss, was, too. Oof. I was like, man, did he catch the ball? Yeah, he caught it. That's a good. How do you feel about AJ Dillon going for you? Think AJ Dillon is that was just like a, a one game type situation, or because he looked good last night. Well, he, he got a lot yeah. of volume, so volume yeah, I think it was uh, it was just game plan specific, bro. Like I said, they wanted to to keep the ball as long as they could, bro. And AJ Dillon was he was beasting on. He made a, a few really good runs, bro. So 
he achieved a goal, man. I think going forward, though, like yeah, this, Devontae Adams is back. I'm not really um, putting too much stock into that. This is his fourth game getting over uh, 10 touches. But, you know, mm. like, like Carlos said, it just depends on who they're playing in the game script. Because this is not the first time where they where they came out and just ran the ball with uh, A.J. Dillon. So. Yeah. And Aaron just Jones still got the goal line touchdown, too, bro. And he – Broke a few tackles to get it too, so I mean he's still the guy when they when they get to the goal line for the most part. And broke out the Green Bay chain on a full way. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, y'all got anything else about that game? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a really good route runner, bro. Did you see that move that he put on dude, bro? Yeah, that was sick. That that, that only cat. Well, no, he made it. He came back in and you know made a couple uh, made another catch, but yeah, yeah, one more fifty five yard completion that should have been a touchdown. That's some bullshit that they call. Face mask, bro. Like, he's stiff armor, dude, bro. Right, like, he's stiff armor, dude, bro. Goddamn, man. What the fuck? But the fact, bro, he was running full speed, bro, and stopped and then stopped, did like a stop and go, bro. Like, full speed. I'm, like, I've never seen no shit. I've like never that, seen bro. that. That was beautiful, bro, because he worked the fuck out of whoever that was. He chilled, bro. bro. I was lost. I was lost. Like, oh, what you doing? <laughs> oh, oh. oh. Live, too. So you thought that, like, he made a mistake or some shit. Like, he misplayed. Then the they cheated. Then they cheated my man out of the, um, yeah, with the, the face mask. Yeah. yeah, they cheated him out of that touchdown too. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. I mean, because you know he left pretty. He pretty much didn't play after that mm-hmm. that, that play or whatever. So it would have been nice to see him getting a touchdown. But you know, it is what it is. And you know, he actually when he because you you saw him like at random times throughout the game, like he'll just come in and like a third down, bro. Clint Kingsbury said that they that wasn't the plan bro like he went out there on his by himself a few times bro and he was like kind of upset with him he did that <laughs> shit bro and boy is a real one boy <laughs> he's like fuck this shit man Get my that head. was crazy yeah. uh, uh so do you think how when is that bye week i think like two weeks like they play week nine yeah, maybe week, week, week 10 12. or week 11 week 12, oh, week 12? Oh, okay yeah. So they got a little bit of an extended, like an extended type bye week. You know what I'm saying? Since they played Thursday, they're gonna have to play for another what ten days, something like that. Yep, but that's pretty cool. Uh, y'all got anything I else from so. that game? That's uh, no, that's it. Y'all got any breaking news from the um since the from the last pods from the last couple episodes? Baker practice uh, right play. Corey Davis is doubtful. So Corey Davis wild. is doubtful. Man, play with defense still, bro. Bengals defense. Whew, Mike White, no freaking Corey Davis. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a great play this week. Uh, Eckler, um, um, they said the coach said he was there. He was hopeful that he'll play this week. I guess he got hurt in practice on Wednesday, so they held him out the last two days of practice. So it's it's kind of concerning. You might want to have a backup plan just in case, but mm. um, and it's a four o'clock game too, so it's going to be kind of tricky if your backup plan plays at one o'clock. But hopefully he plays, but you might just want to have a backup plan just in case. Barkley and Galladay still sideline. Kadarius Tony look like he playing. He, yeah, he might play. He back yeah. at practice, so that's good signs for I got I picked up Kadarius Tony in a couple leagues, and I need that guy. <laughs> Corey, he's not playing. I need him. Where you picked him up at? Uh, session takeover. Oh, okay. And some other league. That might have been the league. Run Boys League. Robbie League. I didn't Ooh, want to yeah. drop him, but I couldn't. I couldn't drop him. Hey, your boy Julio Jones out. Julio That's Jones wild, out. Bro. Man, Tony might be man. He might be like that. Had that Odell Beckham type effect, bro. His rookie year, bro. Because 
man, what he showed us in that game and a half, bro. Because you remember he was he was heating up that game. He got injured in the left, bro. So mm. man, that dude is just uh, he looks like he's a superstar. Oh, that, and I think the last big news is Dak is not playing. Yes, that's a big one. We didn't get to that game yet, though. Did we get that game? No, not yet. yet. Nah. All right. We give ourselves silence. Oh, yeah. A second silence. All the fallen kings and queens out there. And we back. And we back. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Where we starting at? Tennessee and Indianapolis. Tennessee and Indianapolis, two and a half point favorite Indianapolis Colts with an over under 51 and a half points. We just mentioned no Julio Jones. So will AJ Green continue to be peppered with targets? That's that's the question. You know, he's had AJ Brown. Oh, you know, AJ Green. <laughs> oh, shit. He probably won't be continuing to get, get, out get out the way early, Gabe. Get out the way early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, AJ Brown should be straight um for this weekend. He has been trending in the right direction the past two weeks, seeing at least nine targets uh, for at least 90 yards. But uh, Brown is a must start with the Colts depleted secondary. Julio Jones just uh, is just out. You can you can pivot to the the other guys that are on the team. Good night. What I can't other guys? Right. Exactly. You don't even know them. Right. So <laughs> you tell people to pivot to them. <laughs> AJ Green is a must start this weekend. He just said the same shit, but we didn't even get him. He just said AJ Green twice. <laughs> Look at you, bro. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Job was doing before we started recording out now. <laughs> I mean, you can start Chester Rogers. That's the only person, a veteran. Now, no, on the week when Julio was out, he had six targets, caught five of them for 63 yards, but. I'm straight on there, but I only feel good with AJ Brown. There are a lot better targets. Only two teams on by this week, so there are a lot better targets than the other guys that are on Titans teams. So only start AJ Brown. Ryan Tannehill has had his second best fantasy week against the Chiefs this week. He gets the Colts, the team that he had his best day against in Week Three. The Colts secondary is depleted. AJ Brown is playing. No Julio. I think Tannehill is a decent mid quarterback to play. For sure, I had him higher with Julio playing, but without Julio, he might still hell. He might be in the same place because when Julio playing, Julio ain't been out there anyway. I well, mean, Julio drawing coverage though, right? And now uh, you got Derrick King Henry. You must start him. Enough said. What'd you say? Nothing. None. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, it for that team. Y'all got anything on that team? Uh... All right, going to Carson Wentz. He is playing well, throwing at least two uh, passing TDs in the last four games and no INTs. He scored at least 17 fantasy points in all games except one this year. Besides last week, uh, with the Titans are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I'm not buying the Titans defense from what they did last week. I still have Wentz as a, a top quarterback, top 15 quarterback this week. Hey, they made so, Patty Mahomes took his tail, boy. What you talking about? She it was ugly out there, my guy. I was like, Pat, what, what's going on? What, what you did for, oh, before that, the game? What did you stumbling. do? Right, what did you do before the game? What, Pat? Uh, as long as going to Jonathan Taylor, he's a young stud. He's averaging around 5.5 yards per carry this year. He's a much start. For the wide receivers, you got Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton. 
The Titans are allowing the second most points uh, to fantasy wide receivers in PPR leagues. Pittman is a wide receiver, too. If Hilton doesn't play, if Hilton plays, Pittman has upside wide receiver, too, but he should be viewed as wide receiver, three. Uh, <clears throat> as far as Hilton, with his first game back, he caught all four targets for 80 yards. With the lovely matchup, Hilton should be starting in all formats, at least in your flex if you got him. Um, Moali Cox has scored at least four touchdowns in the past four games, but averages around three targets for 30 yards per game. He is TD dependent, and you're playing with fire if you start him. Titans allowed 27 most points to tight ends, so sit him pretty much. And that's that's all I got on that game. I like Michael Pittman. I don't like uh, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, I probably wouldn't wouldn't start Ty. He he came back and had a good game against Houston, but you know historically he always do he crushes that. Houston, bro. So I need to see a little more from him before I decide to start him. Uh, shout out to MP Time sixteen oh eight. Sixteen oh six. Hey, what out here? What? Well, we had a great start to the show. Let's go. <laughs> hey, make sure you like and subscribe, bro. Uh, what you guys think of this team the rest of the season? Kyler, Nick Chubb, Cordell Patterson, Cup, AJ Brown, Mike Williams, Gronk, Hollywood, Tony, Gaskins. I think that's a pretty great team. I think you don't have no running backs if one of your running backs get hurt. Yeah, that's playoff team. If Gronk can play, that's playoff team. I don't know. Yeah, he, the only thing got, I would try to do you is got no running back receivers. Yeah, for another running back. Um Maybe Mike like Williams. a uh, Mike Williams or or even Marquise Brown. If I would if, do Marquise Brown, he been balling, uh, but he not getting as many targets as Trey, many other wide receivers. Yeah. Trey value wise, though, Mike Williams might hold a little more value mm-hmm. than Marquise Brown. So depends what you. But I'll be fine giving any of those guys up for a, a, oh, you know, a, running back. a top fifteen running back or maybe a top twenty like, running back. You you trade Henderson for Marquise Brown? I I wouldn't trade Henderson for Marquise Brown. Mm. No Gibson. That's like I would try to trade Marquise Brown for Henderson. Yeah, I would maybe Mike Williams. I might accept it. Maybe. Yeah, just somebody in that somebody in that in that top fifteen range. I I trade like a Hollywood for like a Damian Harris or something like that. No, ain't nobody doing that. No, I said those are running back too. I would take I would take sixteen for Damian Harris. Right, Gibson like running back sixteen. You know what I'm saying? Right, Hollywood wide receiver round. Hollywood wide receiver. Gibson ain't Gibson. He hurt. Well, he, he's practicing full. They say right. he, uh, he, he didn't make the injury but, list. I'm but uh, MP, that's definitely a playoff team. If Gronk can finish the rest of the year, that's definitely a playoff team. You should be in a playoff with opportunity to win some money. And if if Gronk stays healthy. Uh, ten and a half point favorite Cincinnati Bengals say, at the Jets. Hold on. What? He said he's trying to get Gibson. <laughs> he's trying to get Gibson. He gonna pop off the second half of the season. He might. Yeah. He just uh, he he's dealing with that shin injury, bro. So I would I would stay away from Gibson because the boy got weak. He's not gonna get a hundred percent. He's he's gonna stay where he's at or get worse. With and right now he's been kind of like borderline like flex territory. So I won't be trying too hard to get him unless I can get him super low. Yeah, for the low low. Uh, ten and a half point favorite Cincinnati at the Jets over under forty three. Uh, it's not a pretty game. Joe Burrow, he might get all 43 of the points, threw for 400 yards last week against the Ravens defense. Uh, he's now king of the north. Um, I think Joe Burrow to the moon this week. 
Uh, the Jets allowing almost 300 yards a game through the air, um, the eighth most in the NFL. Uh, Joe Mixon played the second fewest amount of snaps last week, only 54% of his snaps, and only rushed 12 times for 59 yards. He did see the end zone that saved his day. Uh, 38th in targets this year, only 15. That's pretty gross. Um, this is coming off of uh, six targets in week six. So what's six minus 15? Do the math. Nine? Six minus negative nine <laughs> or 15 minus six. Nine. nine. You, know, you know what I was talking about. Nine. Anyway, <laughs> but really got nine targets like over the year. Take away the six, the big six target game. So, and he's seen it. So he's seen a decline. That's never a good thing. A uh, good thing he is up, going up against the Jets. They're giving up the most fancy points to the running back position. So I think he's safe this week. Uh, Samari, Samaje Piran found the end zone last week also. Um, I expect him to get back up, bro. I don't know what his role is going to be. I'm not, I'm not right. confident. And I think he's like a fringe start. I think if you may be like just looking for a running back, if you're just desperate, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's pretty gross out there in some leagues. Mm-hmm. So I, he had 12 touches last week, 75 yards and a touchdown. So And he's going up against the Jets, so it should be a lot of opportunities. They probably get up early and probably try to run the yeah. clock out. That's what happened last week with him. I think he had like four, four carries up until like that – final drive or two where he mm. pretty much got the most of his work. So, I mean, that's what you're looking for. Boom or bust play pretty much the French start. Uh, T Higgins, we all know Chase, um, Jamar Chase is pretty much the wide receiver everybody's talking about out there in Cincinnati. Uh, but T Higgins still leads the team in targets. Uh, well, he don't lead the team in targets because he missed two weeks, but he led the team in targets last week with 15. He caught seven of them for 62. He just didn't get into the end zone. Um, he just hasn't gotten to the end zone since week two, and he also missed two weeks. So what's that, like four weeks now that he missed the end zone? That's what a lot of people are seeing. But he still, if you take away week three and week four, he's still leading the team in targets by seven, and he has one fewer red zone target than Chase. So I think he's safe. I know. I think he's a by low target. I think a lot of people probably don't like him right now. Yeah, he's still getting the volume. Last week, bro. 15. That's, that's, cr- that's crazy. crazy. Um, Jamar Chase, of course, he's insane. You're gonna start him. Um, Tyler Boyd saw seven targets, only caught four of them for 39 yards. I don't expect this to be a high scoring game, so I don't expect Tyler Boyd to get enough volume that you'll want to start him. So, I, I think you can sit Tyler Boyd, especially with like CJ Uzma uh coming on. Yeah, five touchdowns in the last four weeks. Um, only like eight targets, he had what six targets in one week. So if you take away that, I don't know, what's that two targets a game, something like that, three targets a game. Um, that touchdown deodorant is just saving him, and he's making like big touchdown plays. So, I mean, in that tight end world, I guess you could start him. How do you feel about Uzma? I just don't think it's gonna be a lot of points. So, if you're chasing nah, the points, man, I mean, I if know. you had to start him, I guess, like if you didn't have no other options, but. I mean, who are you going to start him over is the question because yeah. I'm not chasing the two t- two touchdowns that he got. That's the that's that's it. I mean, I mean, you're talking about like tight end wise. If let's see, like Mark Andrews is on by, would you feel mm. comfortable starting him? Uh, Uzama or Moali Cox? Well, they're both the same player. That's why I feel like I was about to say it's really tight end. I mean, touchdown or bust. Would you I feel like Moali Cox gonna get a touchdown. <laughs> right, right. I feel like yeah, for so sure. I, I like I like for sure he gonna Jared Cook, Jared Cook or Uzama. I might. If I, I need like a safe point, so I'm going Cook. Uh, one more, Dan Arnold or Uzama. Ooh, mm. I like Dan Arnold, man. That Jacksonville like throwing to the tight ends. <clears throat> yeah, I probably go. Yeah, I feel like Arnold he, too. 
he got a chance to get more volume, more than three targets. Uh, on the other side of the ball, of course, it's the Jets. So it's not many starts of, over there, of course. Not starting the quarterback. Michael Carter, um, it finally happened last week. He took over with the most snaps in that backfield. Um, he led the backfield. Uh, he had nine targets also and had 104 total yards against the New England defense. So that's always a great thing to see. Uh, with Tevin Coleman missing practice again, he didn't play last week. Um, with Michael Carter getting most of that backfield, so it's just going to be him and Ty Johnson back there. The Bengals don't give a lot up to the running back position, but they are giving up at least eight catches a game to the running back out of the backfield. So I do think with um, – what's his name? Homeboy Mike White playing quarterback, he's going to try to target the, the running backs a lot. So I think he's a solid running back two option this week. Um, Elijah Moore, I don't like him. Corey Davis is not playing, possibly. And even if he was, I probably still don't like him even though he did catch the one touchdown from Mike White. But I didn't even know Mike White existed until, like, Sunday. I think everybody thought that shit. Like, who is this? <laughs> I didn't even know they Where had a backup. Where did you come from? <laughs> I didn't even know they had a backup, like, quarterback. I didn't even know that existed. Um, so, yeah, it's not too much you want to start over there. I think Michael Carter, though, and Ty Johnson in, in a bad spot, too. If you're going to start some Andre P. Ryan, I think, you got, like, you can start Ty Johnson also. He had, like, six, seven targets last week, too, so – if it's in the game where they get blown out and like apparently Mike White can't throw the ball because if Corey Davis is not there, who's he going to throw to? So the running backs probably get peppered with targets. So I like both of them. You know what I'm saying? Fairness starters. Yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe just Michael Carter. but Maybe just Michael. But I mean, if you're going to start Samarjee with P. Ryan, you can start uh, home. Yeah, that's it. Who would you start? Which one would you start? Probably Ty Johnson. I feel like Bro. Ty Johnson. I, I feel like. Even with Michael Carter leading the backfield, it's still like a 67, I mean, like a 60-30, I mean, 60-40 split. It's not like yeah. he's like, he's just taking over now. He's getting more snaps than he than anybody on the field. So gotcha. I still think Ty Johnson still, and he, Ty Johnson scored a touchdown last week also. Um, on to the next game, we got New England at the four-and-a-half-point favorite Chargers with a 49-and-a-half-point over-under. Justin Herbert comes back against that New England defense. Who is going to be the one that they stop? this week that's the question or do you think new england won't stop anybody because it's justin herbert uh Hopefully. yeah that's that's tricky because with Officer eckler now banged up um that's, that really just leaves like um mike williams or keenan allen mike williams mm-hmm. is the one that's been balling this year so it might it very well could be mike williams but we're still gonna play mike williams maybe in not in dfs because of this but i, I think you have to start him every week in uh and redraft along with Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert. Um, fringe player I got, Jared Cook. He has a 13% target share, finished as a top 10 tight end in two of his last three games. Mm. Second among tight ends in end zone targets. And um, so you have that. And then on the flip side, New England is giving up the four fewest points to tight ends. So normally I would say he's a sit, but we just talked about it. New England has a history of taking out that top option from the other team. So I feel like that's going to be either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, but whoever it is, I don't think it's going to be uh, Jared Cook. So with him getting targeted in the end zone, getting targeted in the red zone, um, he's showing you that he could finish top 10 recently, two out of three times. So if that happens, then I think Cook should see a lot of soft coverage and have a a pretty productive uh, day. So um, it's not a sure thing, but I would start him depending on like who your other options are. But I think he's a fine, he'll be a fine player this week. Um, if Eckler sits, man, it's crazy because I I wrote up 
Justin Jackson would be the guy. But then I, I'm looking on Twitter. You see that uh, Roundtree might be the guy. You see for freaking just uh, Joshua Kelly might be the guy. So what that tells Kelly. me is all of them is is a sit for me, man. Not like the guy. I mean, where you know, what I mean, like either, no matter who starts, it's going to be a committee. If like a big committee, if uh, Eckler doesn't go, so. I personally think Jackson is the guy. Like he returned from injury before they went on by. He didn't get that much work, but he he had just came back from injury, and we know he already has the history in that backfield. So that's who I would go with. But it's I'm not confident about it at all. So I would look for other options. On to the other side, um, Damian Harris is a start for me. Yeah. He's been going crazy the last couple of weeks. Went over 100 rushing yards and has three touchdowns. In the last two weeks, averaging. Hey, Jim 20. said, "How you like that trade, now, Jabbar?" <laughs> oh shit! Really, uh, he, he won his first round pick back the way he regularly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> hey, Damian Harris, first week when I traded him, I got. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> get a mulligan. He said, "Let him get a mulligan." <laughs> Damian Harris and Jones, they score like the same amount of points. I like, damn. Then, yeah. then the week after that, I think Damian scored more than I'm. Like, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he, he doesn't have he has some pretty good matchups, but that's then I'm saying AJ, then I'm saying AJ Dillon all on the field. I'm like, damn, yeah, but put his ass oh, on. Oh man, that was that is, rough yeah. out there. I mean, if you put him on the, if you put him if you put him on the block, I got you. Pretty stupid. All right, man. Let me finish my take. Uh, he's averaging 20.1 half PPR points over the last two weeks. Has 66 percent of the team's carries on the year. Did get a boost last week because Stevenson was a healthy scratch, which was surprising to everyone. Um, but I feel like even if Steven Stevenson is active this week, I think Harris is going to remain like the guy out there because he's been playing mm-hmm. too good. And then you add the fact that the Chargers are allowing the second most points to the position. They are one of those funnel defenses. Can't pass. They're opposite of Tampa Bay. Can't really pass on them. They want you to run the ball. So I think uh, Damon Harris is going to have himself a pretty good day. Uh, Hunter Henry is another star for me. Scored a touchdown in four straight games. Finishes a top 12 tight end in each of those games. On the season, he's 12th in targets, 12th in yards, 11th in end zone targets, and 11th in points. Jonu did lead the game early last week, so we don't know what his status is. I don't know if y'all heard anything about him. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like even if he does play, Henry has – he's he's shown that he's he's the guy out there, you know, when it comes to the tight end position. So, I do like uh, Hunter Henry this week. He gets a great matchup. Um, the Chargers are allowing the fifth most points to the position. So I think he's a, a great play this week, too. Sits. I'm going to sit Jacoby Myers. Um, it's crazy. He's averaging a 20%, 24% target share. But, of course, he's still yet to find the end zone. He is the only outlier. You know, Chase Edmonds, you know, was kind of in – that company, but he uh, broke that streak yesterday and scored a touchdown. So now Jacoby Myers is the only freaking outlier. Um, and he's going to have a hard time breaking that drought this week. The Chargers are allowing the third fewest points to opposing receivers. Um, he's run 70% of his routes out of the slot. So his primary matchup will be against Chris Harris Jr., who has a, a PFF grade of 76. Um, so that's going to be a pretty tough matchup. Hasn't scored less than 5.8 this year yet. So he does have a solid floor, but I don't think it's going to be in that normal four range of like 10, 11. I think you're going to be looking at that four or five point range. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking for other options this week. Um, Of course, this will be the week where everybody sits on that. He scores his first touchdown. So just be prepared for that. Um, But I'm not begging on it. Close Um, your eyes. 
Yeah. Last last guy I got is a French player, Mac Jones. Playing real life football. He's playing great in real life, but he just mm-hmm. it's not translating to fantasy production. Um, you know, he has a 12th highest PFF pass grade, eighth in adjust, adjusted completion percentage, seventh fastest time to throw. Um, but he's only went over 20 fantasy points once, and that was last week. Um, so he was 11th ranked quarterback that week, but he hasn't finished higher than QB 18 in any of his previous six games. So he's not, he just doesn't have a ceiling man. So I'm not really trusting him. And then of course you have the charges allowing the ninth fewest points to the position. So, I mean, I guess in super flexi, you might, if you want a high floor option, cause he's not going to really sink you. But if you leave ceiling man, Mac Jones is not the guy for you. So that's how I feel about those guys. What about uh, what's his name, Bryce Bolden or Brandon Bolden or whatever? Oh, Brandon Bolden. Uh, I guess he could be started, man. He did get targeted a lot last week, so he should have a, a decent floor, man. But I feel like this is going to be trying to run the ball on him. So I feel, I mean, Harris is the guy I would want, but I feel like Bolden can be started if you just need like a high floor play. Mm. On to the next game, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the three and a half point favorite uh, Seattle Seahawks with an over under 44 and a half. The Geno experience has not been it. So how do you feel about Jacksonville going up against this cupcake defense, if you will, of Seattle? Well, how I feel about that, that boy Trevor Lawrence, he might be startable this week. He has put together three decent games, scoring at least 15 fantasy points in each of the outings while rushing five times per game in that span. He's still a back-end quarterback, two, and should not be trusted in quarterback one leagues uh, for at the moment. This week he faces the Seahawks defense that allowing the 19 most points to quarterbacks. You can start him in quarterbacks two leagues, but again, there's no upside there. He's basically just a uh, quarterback two, a mid to late quarterback two. James Robinson is a must start. He averaging around 20 points in PPR leagues in the last four games, and he has a great matchup this week. <clears throat> Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, Jamal Agnew are the receivers right now. All these players are volatile and have a low ceiling. Um, but Marvin Jones, when he's targeted eight or more times, he has scored at least nine points in PPR leagues in out of four of the six outings. Jones Jr. is the only wide receiver that can trust on a weekly baby base basis, and that's only as a wide receiver three. So everybody else, you know, is volatile. Chanel is losing work to Agnew in the last two games, and it's hurting his production. Uh, I just don't know how Sark's going to play out between Chanel and Agnew. I will wait to after this game and see who gets those slot targets. If it's Agnew, I feel better starting. I feel more comfortable starting Agnew for the rest of the year with Chanel. Mm. If he's getting the um, plays out of slot, because that's where Trevor Lawrence is targeting. But it, for the moment, I will sit both. If you're in a pinch, I will start Chanel over Agnew this week. If you're in a pinch, uh, on to Dan Arnold, as we mentioned earlier, this week he has a great matchup against the Seahawks who are allowing tight ends to score 13 points per game. And through two stars, Dan Arnold has caught eight of his 13 targets for 91 yards. He's a fringe start if you in a pickle. Looking ass. On to Gino. Don't start that guy. He's averaging 10 points per start. Never start that guy. Alvin Collins, they say uh, he's still dealing with injuries, questionable. So he's 
on track to play, which, you know, not playing well, you know what the coach is going to want to do, run the football. And this week is a good week to do it as the Jaguars are allowing the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. Must start Carlins if you got him on your squad. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Man, the Jaguars are allowing the 12th most fantasy points to wide receiver PPR leagues. You have to start DK if you have them, have him, even though his ceiling is kind of low. You've seen what happened last week. If it wasn't for that one catch, long touchdown, he would have had a dud that week. Um, Lockett is a sit until Russell the Great returns. And that's uh, pretty much it. All I got for that game, unless y'all got something. Brett, did you see uh... – Metcalf and Lattimore going at it last week, bro. <laughs> Shit was so funny, bro. It was like five different plays where they just he's so big going, going at each bro. other, bro. Exactly. That's why it's so funny. They're like a little brother, like he was big brother in them, bro. Or he'll yeah. he'll like initiate the shit, but then like you know, Lattimore will push him back or some shit, bro. <laughs> Metcalf wouldn't really go nowhere, bro. He was like laughing at him and shit. That's gotta that's gotta be kind of depressing, bro. Grown ass man, bro, just being bullied like that, but in the weight room. It was funny. <laughs> no matter how, no matter what, yeah, room, by what weight room you go to, JK Metcalf, bro. That dude is, he's just, yeah, he's an alien. Yeah. That's it. You done? Yeah, that was it for that game. On to the next game, we got the Washington football team at the three and a half, three point favorite Denver Broncos, 44 and a half points. Uh, Tyner Heineke. Um, he don't even – I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I want to give him a nickname, but then sometimes I don't. So, Mr. Heineken, he did a Heineken thing last week, ran the ball 10 times for 95 yards. Shoo! Uh, throwing for 268 yards and had a touchdown. He put up a solid fantasy week. Uh, this week he does get the Broncos, who are allowing the six fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position, and they've only allowed 83 rushing yards to the quarterbacks all year. That's including playing Lamar Jackson. Um, so I, I don't feel comfortable starting Heineken this week. Uh, Antonio Gibson, they say he's off the injury list. So, of course, you have to th- roll him out there. I feel like um, but you just lower your expectations on him. Only averaging two targets a game this year. So that's also limited in his ceiling. He's basically playing like the first and second down. And then J.D. McKissick is coming in. Uh, J.D. McKissick played more snaps last week, though. Uh, he also has. 16 targets through the last two weeks. So he, I think he has a safe floor. Uh, however, the Broncos are allowing the third fewest uh, receiving yards to the running back position on the year. So I think he's flexible. Uh, not as much, man, because I wrote this when Gibson was not um, predicted to play. So if if Gibson is not on the injury list and he's 100%, I don't see how this motherfucker would like is 100% if he was just not 100% on Thursday. Um. What you think no, about Jaden McKissick? He's not on. He's not on an injury report. Um, I think he could be flexed out just because, like you said, he's the passing down back. Literally, Gibson is not being used on that role. So, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like him as a flex. Not not. He doesn't have a high ceiling as previous weeks, just because uh, Gibson did get into full practice, like you said. But I think he should be started. Yeah, he's averaging around like five, six targets per game. And then he get a little rushing sometimes. So, yeah, Curtis Samuels, I don't think he's playing this week. And Logan Thomas is not there. So, if you're in a pinch, he's, he's like a French star. He's not even be on the team next year. 
Uh, Terry McLaurin, of course, he's going to start him. He reached 100 yards last week for the third time, and he found the end zone. He only finds the end zone when he gets 100 yards. That seems to be the key. Uh, he does have a good matchup against Ronald Darby this week, who's allowing a 70% catch rate. So, of course, you roll him out there. Ricky Seals-Jones is the only other um, football teamer, I guess I guess that's what they are, that I would start. Um, since he's taking over for uh, Logan Thomas, He's now top six in targets for tight ends, and he's found the end zone once in that stretch and still been a solid tight end choice. Uh, the Broncos haven't allowed a touchdown to the tight ends all year, so you're just banking on that volume, and he seems to be able to get that volume averaging around six or seven targets a game. So I like Ricky Sales, whatever his name is, too. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves, the quarterback 19 on the year, has thrown – under 200 yards last week. That's the second time he did that. Well, he went out that first game, so that really don't count. But anyway, he did have two touchdowns versus the Browns. Uh, he's been on the stretch of playing like three like real rough teams. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably why his stats have been down. But he does get an easy matchup against um, – what I said? The Washington football team. What, yeah, he does get the easy matchup against – no, I think Judy – yeah, they said my Judy is coming back. He does get an easy matchup against them, but he is dealing with a little oblique injury. What's the oblique? I have no idea. You know, I Couldn't tell you. What? What? Okay. Rude? <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you start talking if you know you're yawning? <laughs> what the hell? It just happened, bro. I ain't know, bro. I told What's the oblique, bro? Oh, you about to get your doctorate, bro. What's the oblique? I ain't, I ain't no doctor, man. I don't work on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> I don't work on Grey's Anatomy. Hey, man, you, you know what an oblique is? Put it in the put it in the chat. Um, for real. Um, so I do think he's a streamable option. I do like Teddy Two Gloves this week. Um, it says it's the muscle, uh, a muscle neither parallel nor particular to the long axis of a body or limb. That's really specific, huh? I'm I'm now more confused. But just right. look at the skeleton and like see what the picture says, bro. Uh Javante Williams and Melvin it's, Gordon. What's that? What is that? It says it uh it runs along the sides of your court and are important for rotational movements, bending from side to side and protecting your spine. Oh man, that might not be good. I don't know. Maybe he's not a good streamer, Ajay. We'll see. Keep your eye on the injury report. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Shout out to Dr. Javar. They continue to be the same it's like, person, it's like essentially. Right here. Okay. I just found out where it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon basically played around uh, the same amount of snaps. They're basically the same person. Both of them found the end zone last week. Um, Williams did have seven targets, so that was positive. Uh, Washington football team ranked 17th in fantasy points allowed to the running back position, only 74 yards a game giving up. But I do think both of them are flexible options just because they're running backs, and you know what I'm saying? You got to start them just with they because they could get into end zone any week. Corlett Sutton saw only five targets last week, called all of them for 68 yards, didn't find the That's end zone, but still God. didn't kill you. Um, that's the first game we didn't have double-digit targets in, like, two games. Uh, Jerry Judy is expected to come back, but I don't really think that affects Sutton in any way. You know what I mean? Because Tim Patrick's been there, too. And I think T Jerry Judy is better than Tim Patrick. But so, I don't know. Cortland Sutton still has a great matchup against Fuller this week with a 70, who's giving up a 70% catch rate. 
Uh, Jerry Judy, if he is back, it is a good game for him to come back. Um, going up against the Washington football team, giving up the second most fantasy points uh, to the wide receiver position per game. Um, I mean, if, if you've been waiting to start him, like, do you start him now? That's Jerry Judy? Yeah. If he say he's uh, good to go? Yeah, trying to if, he's, if he's good to go, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so let's play all man. I got a question though. I got a question though for you, Gabe, before you answer this one. I got a question for you and Carlos. Start two of these three. Sutton. Judy, what league is this in? TMC. Sutton. Oh, Judy. Or Javante Williams. Sutton. Uh, Javante Williams. I said so that's the one you see. Who you playing? One. You said I'm start you said you said start one, right? Start two. I'll start two. Yeah. Sutton, uh, Sutton and uh, Javante. I'm playing Griff this week too. Sutton and Javante. That's why I got started. Hey, hey, you know, we're all in the same league together. So that may or may not be what I would actually do. Yeah, I don't know what I would do, actually. I'll probably <laughs> I mean, leave it blank. Um, I'm, I'm looking to add Carson Wentz since Brady is on the bye week. Should I drop Latavius Murray or Devontae Parker? I mean, Latavius Murray, I feel like he's extendable at this point. Yeah, yes, that's really are. It depends yeah, on how many running backs you got. He was though. injured, he was injured, you know, last week. So it depends yeah, on running back. This is team dependent. Just in a nutshell, though, I probably would start. I probably would drop Parker just because I'd rather have running back depth than wide receiver depth. So mm. just in a vacuum, that's what I would, um, who I would drop. But it depends on, yeah. I'm, I'm with, it depends on uh, your squad. If you got more running backs than wide receivers, then obviously you don't need Murray and you see yourself never using Murray, then you drop him. But if you need that running back depth and you got enough wide receivers, then it's Parker. That's basically what it is, how your team is set up. Appreciate the question, uh, uh, Chandler Brunel Lee. Uh, right. Make sure you subscribe and like, but we're on the way to 200. Uh, Wade. Yeah, Wade, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, Sanders, well, Chubba. How about I say well or Wale? Oh. You said Wade. Wale. Wade. Wade. I mean, see, I thought it's Big D right there. Pause. Yeah, yeah, his last name has a D in it. Pause. Hey, yo. Uh, hey. Sanders, Chubb, Chubba, Cooks, and Pittman pick one for full PPR. Just one? Who, mm. who Cooks got again? The Rams. No, she um, not going now, my boy. Chubb, Chubb Herbert got a good matchup against them Falcons. He That's does. That's where I would go. That's it's, how I would go. Uh, Chuba. It, was between, Cooks, it was between Cooks and, and Chuba, but just the mat. That's that's the tiebreaker. The matchup is a little harder for Cooks, so I would go with Chuba. Chuba's Sorry getting the volume for sure. Sorry for messing up your name, uh, Wale. Make sure you like and subscribe. I won't do it next time. I promise. It was Chuba and Sanders for me between those two. He said Sanders. one. You always give him up. He said pick uh, one. But he, he, I like I like Sanders over the uh, over Cooks for me. Hey, Kenny, make sure you like and subscribe, bro. If Dak is out, who should I start, Wentz or Bridgewater? Uh, we just talked about Bridgewater, man. I feel like yeah, man, I would too. He's got a safe floor, bro. He just been. I know we talked a little shit about him in the off season, but 
He doing his thing. He, yeah. I mean, he ain't gonna give you no quarterback one numbers, but he is not gonna see. He's not gonna kill you. I feel like right. Bridgewater Jay, could easily come out there having like a I kill you weekend now, like right. especially if you like need this win. So yeah, I'm going. I would go Wentz. Damn, that's so crazy that Zach is out. Right, and watch me say go Wentz, and then Tennessee come back, and their defense is really for real. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not. Uh, of course, he's gonna start North Fant. Um yeah, I think that's it for that game. Yeah. On to the next game. We got uh the four and a half point favorite Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Saints with a 49 and a half point over under. Uh we got Tampa Bay going to New Orleans without Drew Brees there. So how do you think James will be? I know they were talking about Michael Thomas being back, but I don't think he's gonna play on Sunday, right? Mm, he ain't started practicing yet. He's still probably like at least a couple weeks away. Are you trading for him? Do you think he's a trading target, a trade target right now? Uh, redraft, it's if oh, you're yeah. like six to one, you know, maybe I wouldn't do it if I'm if I'm not six and one, though, even if I'm five and two, bro, because you lose a couple games, you try to, uh, you know, an asset that you're using, you lose a couple games, bro, and, and you're kind of in purgatory. So, mm-hmm. uh, Psycho so Scout, Cooper Cup, Cooper or Brandon Cup, Cooks, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, don't ever sit Cooper Cup, please. You're right, yeah. never sit your stud, never sit. Um, Alvin Kamara is the only obvious start from this game. Um, you know, he's, you know, Ingram did come in, so he's not going to be seeing as much volume on the ground, but that just should free him up for more targets, which we are, you know, that's what he's great at. That's where he excels at. So that's going to be good news for him. Yeah. Jameis Winston is a fringe player. You know, he finally gets that revenge game, man. He, uh, yeah. they played each other last year three times, but he wasn't the starter. So he's finally the starter now. So he has his chance to get the revenge on the season, averaging 17 and a half points per game. And he's finished as a top 15 option in three of his six games with two top five finishes in that. Um, in there also, while he's been just okay, um, he is, I mean, he's, he's been okay. He hasn't like really hurt you too much, but he also hasn't given you too many ceiling weeks. But the reason is because he's, he's just 29th in pass attempts on the season. They really have no weapons out there besides Kamara. Um, so they pretty much changed their philosophy and change the like game a first team. Yeah, they run, you know, they had to adjust for what they have. So that's mm-hmm. uh, pretty much has limited the ceiling of Winston. The good news is that this uh game does have a high projected total of uh 49 and a half, and Tampa Bay's allowing 20.4 points per game to quarterbacks, which is the ninth most in the league. So, um, I think that uh, his ceiling is capped, but you know, so I'm not going to start him in one QB leagues for that reason, but I do love him as a QB uh, two this week in Superflex leagues. I just think he's like, you know, the perfect QB two that you can start this league, especially in a, a hyper-checked score total. Um, Marquez Callaway is another fringe player. He has 15 mm. targets on um, in the last two games and a 23% target share in that span. He didn't do too much last week, but he did have a 22-point game against Washington before their bye week. So he could be rolled out of like more of like a, a des- not desperate, it's like a decent flex play because they're going to need to put up points against Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay is going, going to score points. So I, don't, I think they will bring him out of their game plan a little bit. So I do think he's like a decent uh, uh, flex player. I'm not saying he's a must start, though. But if, you know, depending on your option, I do think you could do worse than Marquez Callaway. On the other side of the ball, obvious starts I have is uh, Tom Brady, the GOATs. Uh, Leonard Fournette has creeped his way into that must-start territory. For sure. Getting, and uh, Chris Godwin. 
Um, it is a, a familiar name that you usually hear in this section, but you don't hear him. I um, have him down in the friend section. That's Mike Evans. I uh, still started him, but we might need to temper expectations this week. He'll be matched up against Marshawn Lattimore. So they've faced mm-hmm. off eight times so far in their in uh since they've both been in the league. And in his coverage, Lattimore has limited Mike Evans to 10 receptions, 200 yards, and 22 or two touchdowns on 22 targets, according to next gen stats. His Every per time. game averages, his per game averages against Lattimore, 1.3 receptions, 25 yards, and 4.6 half PPR points per game. So it just goes to show that, you know, Lattimore and he he's been getting the best of Evans in their matchup. Not saying, you know, yeah, I'm not saying it's impossible for Evans to have a good game against it's against uh, Lattimore, but I mean, like I say, it's enough of a sample size to see that Lattimore is the real deal against Evans. And another thing to remember is that Lattimore won't shadow him for 100 percent of the game, so Evans can still do damage damage in his other matchups. Either way, I'm not sending him. I'm just ex- uh, adjusting my expectations for this game. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is another French player. He's been practicing all week, so it doesn't look like he'll return this week. He was on a tear before he got injured, so I am fine starting him. Had a rib injury, so um, it is possible that he can re-injure it during the game. So with that being said, I would like to see him play a full game before I trust him in my uh, lineup, if I can if I can, you know, afford to do that. If I can't afford to do that, if I don't want to drop anybody to pick up another tight end, then I am fine um, – you know, I am fine, you know, playing. I'm not going to stop anybody from starting him. But if I have my perfect scenario, I will want to, uh, you know, see how it is before I put him back in my lineup. And that's it. It's going to be a, Especially with uh, AB being out. I think like he's. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be uh, very involved as long as he's 100% healthy. But, I mean, this is uh, it's going to be an exciting game, but it's pretty narrow. Like, you know who you're starting between these two teams. Just don't, you know, Marquez Calloway is pretty much the only, like, French player I would think about. Is it? Yeah, and I ain't thinking about it too hard. Right. Uh, in a standard league, you flex uh, Cooper Cup, Gainwell, or Kadarius Tony. Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not Cooper Cup. Even in a standard I league, a, I think that's Amari Cooper because he's doing our last. Oh shit! Oh man! Oh, let me see. Who's gonna uh, score a touchdown? That's what we playing here. I'm going Kadarius Cooper. I mean, Amari not gonna have that. I'm kind of shaking yep. on game where I know we hyped about them, but it's still not like the running backs get a lot of volume for that team anyway. So yeah, I, I and they got feel, a bad matchup. Too. Right, I just feel if Kader is playing, he Ooh. got the most upside. And that's no, 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 wrong team, wrong team. Uh, it, yeah, so this depends on if Dak is playing. If Dak's playing, and I'm I'm starting Cooper in this matchup. If he's not playing, if you don't, they want already to said he's not game, right. Yeah, it's, he not playing. Uh, did it yeah, just they're not playing. Yeah, like, I thought earlier. Nah, not nah. Yeah. They said they're gonna see how he feels, bro. Let's see if we can look at that. I'm gonna read it again. I thought I swear I thought it said uh he hasn't been ruled out. Rush plan. Oh, yeah, still say questionable. Let's see the as questionable for week eight. So right. yeah, we didn't we don't know yet. If you don't want to take that chance though, and you don't want to wait to see if he's playing or not, then I feel like well, I don't know. If he does want to take that chance, he could always play Kadarius or Slayton on Monday Kadarius night. Slayton. They play. Mm. So that's, you know, if he plays Cooper, if you want to, you know, wait and see, then you still have Kadarius. But if he's not playing, then I do. I like Gainwell the best if uh, Dak's not playing. 
because yeah, matchup is great against Detroit. Not a whole bunch of points to the running back position. And even if he doesn't get that many carries on the ground, he will get some, and he's going to be the primary cat, pass catcher back. So I do like uh, Gatewell, yeah. if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it. Who was that? Appreciate you, Mr. Great. Take- that's a returning. That's a returning uh, guy too. <laughs> Thanks for the question, man. Uh, so Sunday night football. We got Dallas at the one point favorite at Minnesota with an over under fifty three. This is still with Dak playing after that line. I'm assuming. Um, you know, if Dak, let's just go with if Dak plays. Of course, you, if if Dak doesn't play, I'm not really starting many options besides the running right. backs. Right. You still if start Dak, the studs? Do you still start the wide receivers? If Dak doesn't play, you start CD, you start Elliott, and Tony Pollard as a fringe start. I, I don't even know if you feel comfortable starting Dalton Schultz at that point, but I, I feel most comfortable starting CD and Zeke for sure. And, and since uh, they're playing the Vikings, uh, they might have to run a lot. That's the only reason I feel like you probably throw Tony in there as a fringe, but I just. I don't know, bro. They got to score against the Vikings. Vikings gonna score yeah. points. It's just Vikings I don't, I don't points. feel comfortable at the moment. I only feel comfortable with CD and Zeke. And watch I say this and Cooper come out and be the guy for the backup. All it takes is one. That's why you can't sit your studs, man. All it takes is one. Yeah. It's, it's a flip of coins, but as as for now, Dak starting. If Dak is playing, you must roll him out there. He's got a high power offering. Zeke is a must start either way. Um, Paul is averaging around 13 touches per game. So I, uh, with Dak starting, I have him as a flex play in deep leads at the Falcons. But you got to watch the Vikings mm-hmm. are only allowing 22nd most points to running backs this season. But it should be a high-scoring game. That's the only way I have Paul as a French start. If the backup quarterback plays, I still have Paul as a, a French start. He should be involved in the passing game and in the running game. And they may – want to run more because of the backup quarterback and that's why I feel fine with Pollard onto the wide receiver. Lamb is a beast playing in the slot. He should get his targets with the backup quarterback. Uh he's <coughs> Lamb is coming to his own. He's the guy on the team. Cooper is looking more like a wide receiver two each week. Cooper haven't seen over eight targets or went over a hundred yards in a game since week one, which is kind of mind boggling. Um, on the upside, he has scored at least four touchdowns. I mean, he has scored four touchdowns in those six games. With Dak, you got out there. You got to keep Cooper rolling and keep him out there. He should get more production throughout the week. Uh, I mean, throughout the season, Michael Gallup is back. I, I will wait and see with him with the emergence of Dalton Schultz or the emergence of the production from the tight end position, period. I don't know if that's going to eat into Gallup's work. So uh, I'm waiting to see on Gallup. And with the backup quarterback star player, you're not starting Gallup. Uh, Dalton Schultz, you start him every week that Dak plays. He's mainly uh, – a lot of people mainly picked him up off waivers, and he has won people games. He's having around six catches off of seven targets for 74 yards in the last four games. He scored at least three times in the last four games. He's an every-week starter as long as Dak is there. Okay, I'm going to run through it real quick again. If Dak is not there, you start CD, you start Amari Cooper, you start Zeke. Pollard is a French start. If you're in a body, you don't have nobody else. I can understand starting Schultz, but his ceiling is uh, limited with the backup quarterback in. Y'all, y'all agree with that? Y'all got anything about the Cowboys? 
Uh, no, but let's just say that. Well, I kind of kind of do. So let's say he doesn't play this week. Um, so you're starting Dalton Schultz or Jared Cook. Jared Cook. The Chargers play Dalton Schultz still probably though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dalton Schultz or Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. Mm-hmm. All right, one more. Dalton Schultz or Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. He looking like the, okay. he looking like Mac Jones guy in the red zone, my boy. Yeah. All right. All right. On to the other side. We got Kirk Cousin, who has had a solid season so far, scoring at least two TDs or more. In the four or six games this year, the Cowboys defense are giving up at least 20 points per game to quarterbacks. This should be it was supposed to be a high scoring game before Dak might not be playing between two powerful offenses. So I was saying you start Cousins and his quarterbacks one leagues two. Uh, I still think even if Dak doesn't play, you still start Kirk Cousins in one quarterback leagues. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a must-start. He's a walking dub each week with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne. You know J.J. and Thielen is a must-start each week. J.J. is a monster, and Thielen is a touchdown machine. Osborne is worth the flex play, and what still may be a high-scoring game, and the Cowboys are allowing the seven most points to our receiver in PPR leagues each week. That's crazy. They got, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But they're still pass heavy. It's just like don't throw the seven when you, <laughs> when you play the Cowboys. As long as you don't throw the seven, you can get whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> hey, see, that motherfucker everywhere though. Oh, right, right. You know, you know what's going on. Road tie, Stefan did little brother. I held all them straight from the tie. Whatever. All right. So on to the Thailand Tyler. Mute that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Say Alabama game over again. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what's up? <laughs> Come on, bro. No, he muted himself. I, I unmuted you. you muted oh, then I pressed it again. All right. Yeah. I hate you still. Like, uh, last person, Tyler Conklin, he is boomer bust each week, including this week. He, he even has a decent matchup with the Cowboys who are allowing 15 points per game, two tight ends. So, uh, yeah, if you're in a pinch, so Tyler Conklin or Schultz? Mm, if if Dak don't play, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'd probably still go Schultz. Yeah, I'd probably still go Schultz. I get it. And that's pretty much I got for uh, the Vikings. Okay. I like it. Um, shout out to B-Dubs. Uh, thoughts on picking up Watson? I mean, I mean what, what is the trade deadline? Is it over? Nah, the second of November. So let's see. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, you got, if you got expendable pieces right now, yeah, if you got somebody that you know, I don't feel like he should be on the waiver wires right now because if he comes out and they say he's gonna play, then now you got a QB one. You know what I mean? Wait a couple exactly. weeks. Exactly. Beat the waiver wire. Yeah, always be ahead of it. Tuesday, he said. Yeah, so yeah, always yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but they saying talks intensifying, so shit. If he's still on the waiver wire, he shouldn't be. So, I mean, you can always yeah. drop him on Tuesday, mm-hmm. exactly. Unless you just need, if you got somebody that you don't need, you know. I mean, if you already um, got, if you already got the quarterback one, you really don't need to mess around with it. If you got a top ten quarterback, you're probably good. 
Yeah, but it could be trade, baby. I've been waiting all day for a Monday night. Been and been and found a sun in the night. Been out of face, out of bed, out of day. In the field, kids to come to play, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday night football. The Giants are. Voice of an angel. 10 point favorite. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, 10 point <laughs> favorites, Kansas City. Over under 52 and a half point favorites. We got Danny Dimes in his second game back. He had an okay game against the Panthers with a pretty good defense. Rushed the ball eight times. That was positive, but he only had 28 yards on the ground. But it was still positive just to see him running the ball again. Um, only three yard, only three yards from only three yards under 200 yards with one touchdown. It was a safe game against the tough Panthers defense, so I feel like it was okay. He'll have to throw the ball against the Chiefs for sure, hopefully. Uh, and they are getting up the second most fancy points to the quarterback position, so I think he's a streamable option. Um, Saquon Barkley, I feel like there's still no official word on him, but he's probably looking like he's not going to play again, right? Yeah. I mean, but they don't have to come out with that shit, too, because they play Monday, so we'll wait and see what happens tomorrow. Um so, but if he doesn't play, I still think Devontae Booker is still a good start. He's been the backup, solid replacement. The last three weeks, he's found the end zone twice and had double-digit targets and I mean, double-digit touches in all of those games. So, he's he's cool. The Giants wide receivers, uh, Galladay, Tony, uh, still not locks for Monday, but I think Tony is trending to be more playable than all the rest of them. Um, if he is not there, um, I feel like. The only other wide receiver I want is Sterling Shepard. They say Sterling Shepard is the healthiest out of them all. He's looking like he's going to play for sure. Um, Darius Slayton looked good in his, um, you know what I'm saying, because he was basically the only wide receiver out there. He was targeted nine times, caught five of them for 63 yards. So he's a fringe start if it's just him and Sterling Shepard. If Kadarius Tony is there, I don't really want any parts of Slayton. It's really just Sterling and um, Kadarius Tony at that point for me. Uh, Evan Ingram is also injured. He's dealing with like a calf injury of some sort. Um, last week, uh, he's seen at least eight targets uh, catching the ball six times for 44 yards, but failed to reach the end zone. He hasn't seen it all year. He seems to be allergic to it. I feel like we talk about this every year, Evan Ingram like not getting into the end zone. Um, if all the players are out, I feel like you can start him out there again, but it seems like at least two starters are going to be out there. So, I don't feel as comfortable starting Evan Ingram this week. Evan Ingram with Dawn Schultz. Schultz. Mm, I thought you was going to say Ingram. Mm. I might. Kansas City is- hmm. uh, That's hard. Mystery. Face <laughs> Kansas City is allowing the six most fantasy points <laughs> to the tight end position, and they've allowed four touchdowns to tight ends on the year. So. I feel it's like even, with, even, with, the, even got, with Dak out, you'll still start, start Schultz. Uh, it's if, 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 uh, if Tony and Shepard play right. as well, then, then that's going to I'm straight on. Yeah, if Tony and Shepard yeah, play, I'm straight on. If one of them miss, I, I play him. That is like, you know, you know that meme where the dude from uh, Hangover is like looking to the air and all those equations are coming up? Like, that's, I feel mm. like people are, they are debating between Schultz and uh, Evan Ingram. You're like, all right, so if Dak plays, Right. But also, if these two guys don't play, <laughs> then I might start Schultz. But if Dak plays and these guys don't play, then I'm going to start in- Ingram. So that's that really what exist. it comes down to for me, man. Like, the limit does not exist. Yeah, I'm expecting Tony and Shepard to play. So with that being said, I'm thinking Schultz over uh, Ingram. 
Patty, on the other side of the ball, we got Patty Mahomes. Man, he got his ass smacked last week, but we're just gonna like not even try to explain that. It happened. Um, he's still the guy, he just throws a lot of interceptions now, so it's like I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, but he did leave last week, but he's not on the injury report. He could have went back in, they said, but he just they like go ahead and put the towel in, champ. It's okay. Go get him next time. The Giants are allowing the 14th most fantasy points to the quarterback position and around 250 yards a game with two touchdowns through the air. So I feel like he'll bounce back in a big way. We got Daryl Williams is expected to get the start. Um, he started to get that CEH workload last week, but I think it was just an off week for the whole offense. So I feel like you can roll him back out there again. Um, after that 24 touch week in week six, I feel like he's like, you know what I'm saying, in the high over under game. I feel like he can. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that when he doesn't get a lot of touches, he looks like CH? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is that? I mean, it's crazy. Sure, CH it's crazy what volume like, can do to you. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. CH don't get a lot of touches. That's why he looked like him. Not like he looked like CH as in bad. He just looked like him <laughs> because they don't get a lot of volume. That's what he looked like. Yeah. It was a ball. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was just an off game for everybody. The Giants are allowing 100 plus yards on the ground per per game and five receptions to the running back. So I feel like he'll have a good game. Uh, Tyreek Hill still had nine targets in the bass in a bad week for the offense. Giants around middle of the pack to wide receivers. So, but still Tyreek Hill. Any other wide receivers, you don't really want to um, feel comfortable starting them. It's a rushing roulette, and you never know who's going to be the one to catch the ball. I'm pretty sure one of them will, but I don't feel comfortable rolling any of them out there. Travis Kelsey still doing Travis Kelsey things. Um, I know a lot of people talk about him not reaching the end zone, but he has one less touchdown than he did last year at this time, and he's still tight end one on the year. So Travis Kelsey to the moon. That's crazy, bro. The fact that he's had a couple down games already this year, and he's still the tight end. Still tight end one. But yeah. you know how dominant he is. Yeah, people want to make fun of me for trading for him. Fuck you, Jabbar. Um, <laughs> you got losing team and you're trading for an <laughs> right. bro. We know. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't like the trade. I'm just saying. I was asking, <laughs> what are you doing? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, don't worry, man. I'm, I'm thinking for the future, bro. I'm planning for the future. I'm, I'm just doing stuff just to do it. What is the motive here, my guy? That's all I wanted. <laughs> it looked like a good trade at the time, but you know, <laughs> we got we got to take Gabe's team away from him, bro. When <laughs> he gets like this, bro, right? <laughs> crazy. Right. Now I got yeah, you do be making good trades. You do be making decent trades, but it just sometimes you'll never have you'll never get to a point like this train this team set ain't no more trading this no nah, it's never set bro point, but i'm still trying to trade in my like six and one team right. um how worried should i be about dk probably pretty worried bro just talk we, we talked about that um nah no, we got, no, we got a couple games him. russell will yeah. be back i'll be worried more about are we talking about this week DK? or are we talking about like for the Just rest of the period, season. I feel like, well, uh, um, yeah, either, either way, though, like, I feel like he's he showed you what he, he only needs two receptions to, to have a good week. Of course, that's not going to happen every week, but I mean, he has that potential to do that. So, I'm not as worried about him as I am for Lockett Man, and I'm not sitting him even without You're right. He's a much, no, I'm not sitting him, I'm not that worried, but I'm only yeah. sitting him in one league, but that's because My- I got Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, Debo. And Stefan Diggs, so he ain't got nowhere to play. Weird, Weird place, place okay. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> James Zhao, uh, trade Murray, D Hop, Monty, Julio for Josh Allen, Lamb, and Hunt. Okay, break this down. Murray meaning Kyler Murray? 
Mm. Yeah, gotta be, gotta be, gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kyler Murray and three hurt people for Josh Allen, Lamb, and Hunt. Are you getting Josh Allen, Lamb, and Hunt? Because I want that side. Yeah, that's probably the side I'd go to. Julio probably yeah. won't play for the rest of the season. Right. Julio ain't even, even when he played, he ain't even really been worth anything. Monty, you don't know when he's coming back. Khalil Herbert probably, probably back. still split time with Khalil right. Herbert now at this point. And Kyler Murray and D-Hop is cool, but you got Josh Allen and Lamb, and then when Hunt comes back, now you got Hunt. Um, so, yeah. Who the hell is going to accept that trade, though, is what I want to know. Me? <laughs> <laughs> like D, D, you would take Murray, D Hop, and Monty. No, no, no. On the Josh Allen yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Who's going to accept that trade? Well, if you can pull it off, go for it, man. Probably the same motherfucker that accepted Melvin Gordon and Tyler Higby for Kyle Pitts. Probably that one. That was a great. I, I'll take Higby side all day. Home leagues. I tell you. <laughs> I tell you. Home leagues. Hey, boy. Hey, man, hey, hey, hey. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Facts. Going to shoot. Wayne Gretzky. Carlos Jones. <laughs> hey, if you didn't subscribe already, man, make sure you like and subscribe. We're about to go ahead and get up out of here. If you didn't hear the game that you wanted to hear on this episode, go to the last episode, part one. We got you in there. Um, if you want to ask us some more questions, we got some more. Hold on. Oh, Jacob, my boy. Welcome, welcome. Like, subscribe, all the above. Appreciate your questions. Go ahead, gang. You should have read it, read it. It is your boy like that. Should I trade Kareem Hunt and Dante Johnson for Saquon? Already have Chubb, Robinson, and this is the standard league. I also got my wide receiver already. The one starting our DK and Ridley. Let me know. Thanks. Uh, yeah, appreciate the question. Should I trade Hunt for Deontay Kareem Hunt and Deontay Johnson for Saquon Barkley? I'm never trying to trade for somebody that's hurt. Chubb, bro. Yeah. Robinson Hines also hurt, but Deontay Johnson is the healthiest guy in this in this equation. So and DK is like um shit, he only had two targets last week, even though one of them was a touchdown. Right. This isn't standard league, but still right. I think I'll um, starting Deontay yeah, Johnson. I would, keep, with DK. Yeah, I, would, I would keep what I got. For the next two weeks, probably start Deontay Johnson over DK, give you a good chance to make playoffs. And Dan Hunt should be back eventually. Yeah. For your bench. You don't never know when Saquon came back because he went out with the ankle shit, but right. then he you still was dealing with the injury before then. Right. So, Daniel yeah. Jones might overthrow him out the backfield, and then Saquon runs towards the overthrown ball and uh, steps on by foot. You never know. That could happen again, you know? He probably hates Daniel Jones. <laughs> but this, all he had to do was just throw me the ball, bro. Like the, <laughs> So weird, bro. Wide open. So the numbers, the two and the six. five you yards away from him, right. bro, and he overthrew me. Look, you see the two and you see the six? <laughs> right there, we got. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I was saying, if you ain't subscribed already, subscribe. If you did subscribe, we appreciate you. Um, if you want to add some more start sits, go to the at sign or the website on the, either side of Jabbar right there, or if you're in the um podcast, it'll be in the bio. Um, I think that's oh, yeah. it, man. Uh, uh, uh. Y'all got anything else? I don't think I'm playing any of y'all in any of my leagues. Uh, lucky for you. Um, uh, oh, that's it, man. Good luck, week eight, man. Hopefully, y'all are still catching these dubs, man. Pretty soon, we're gonna have me had to start preparing our lineups for playoff time. We're gonna see where you how you looking and stuff. So, good luck, man. Appreciate Hopefully you, Jacob. Coming in, man. You. All right, here go the intro. Peace, outro. Damn, outro. Damn, finish.